Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to a new edition of Hugh Spotlight, and I am so happy. I've got Desiree Dorian, and I've got Dave Boisleau, and from now on, all tonight, it's Desiree and Dave, okay? You bet. <laughs> and that's the hardest part for me is the last name. But anyways, it's so good to see you guys together. So good to be here. Yes, and uh, normally, and it will be. Don't worry, Desiree. It'll all be about you. But, you know, every <laughs> once in a while, I'll have to throw a question to Dave. Sure. Yeah. Is that yeah. okay? Yeah. <laughs> Make them feel included. I know. It's We're all inclusive here. It's a safe place, yeah. Dave. You'll just see a tear roll down my <laughs> eye, and then you'll have to ask me a question. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. It is about a song about summer. It's about girls that want to have fun. Alan, wouldn't that be fun to have a song something like that, right? Desiree? Nice segue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it took me that a long good. time. Okay. Good. Okay. Yes, so tell us the new single. It's really, really fun. Thank you. Yeah, Dave and I connected in 2019 at an after party for the Manitoba Country Music Awards. Woo-hoo. I may have made one too many trips to the hospitality bar, not going to lie. <laughs> And um, he had been somebody who had been on my radar for a while that mm-hmm. I'd wanted to write with. I mean, obviously, most people know Dave as being one half a Doc Walker. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I, I had wanted to write with him, and I never really had the nerve to ask him. And so after one too many, I uh, worked up the nerve and, and said, hey, you know, would you, be, would you be open to doing a co-write? And he didn't hesitate. He's like, absolutely, let's do it. And uh, shortly after, we connected, and our schedules didn't line up. And so last summer... Dave messaged me on Facebook and said, mm-hmm. let's prove to everybody we can follow through with our drunk talk and get this oh, that, song, that's get this a song typical, written. Yeah, that's a typical <laughs> Dave answer, you know, I, and I probably heard that a lot. But, uh, you know, I talk about collaboration and just getting out of COVID. You know, it really, I think, our whole level of communication really, I guess, got heightened because it's not the normal, okay, yeah, let's just meet, you know, wherever and, and mm-hmm. write. What was it like co-writing together? And, uh, you know, was there a little bit of that whole, okay, are you okay? Okay, no, I'm okay. <laughs> For a lot of the times I think I wrote a lot over the COVID just, you know, via Zoom or, mm-hmm. or whatever that is. And it, there is a disconnect, of course. Mm-hmm. You're trying to play guitar and... and People's connections are terrible <laughs> everywhere, and mine's not good either. And, uh, and the playback. Yeah, and the playback is delayed, and, and it's just, it's almost impossible. It yeah. really is, and it, it is just this communication breakdown. Uh, but last year, it was it, it was in August, and there was a bit mm-hmm. of a, there was a nice lull in mm-hmm. our in our uh, cases. 
So they took off a bunch of restrictions, and Desiree and I just said, okay, let's do this now. So you, she came into Winnipeg, and, you know, we, st- we, we socially distanced, but <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have to go nutty about no, it. No, no, and yeah. that must have been so good, though, right, to have oh, that yeah. energy in mm-hmm. the same room. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really does make a difference. I mean, I think that if you're, you know, Dave's right, that when you're, when you're doing Zoom rights, you just you don't get the feel for the other person, and it's hard to even gauge, you know, if you throw an idea out there, how is that idea being received? Mm-hmm. Um, because you're not in the same room with that individual, and there's so much more than just the words coming out of your mouth. You know, when you're when you're doing a collab and, and co-writing with somebody, you know, you, you need to see the body language and and feel what you know. Where is that other person sitting with that idea, right? So, yeah. well, and then let's talk about the actual song. It's sort of like a he said, she said kind of report yeah. back conversation, which is well, very. Desiree cool. started it. She, she, you started. Your, it's your fault. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> so she. Uh, I, I like to get uh, some material beforehand, so I asked her to send me a few verses or a few melodies that she's been working on, and, and uh, just so I don't go in guns a blazing and say, "Hey, you have to do this song" or, or whatever. So yeah, she, she he's so pushy. Yeah, <laughs> I, yes. So she came. Uh, she sent a few a couple days before we did it, and uh, and uh, I kind of got a feel for it. Uh, we actually wrote a completely different chorus, and then we fired it later mm-hmm. as well so mm-hmm. yeah wow. just because i was uh, I, I forgot about that I remember the chorus yeah, and i, I, I got that. home and i was thinking oh, i love the verses i i loved mm-hmm. what desiree did and i hated what we did together to be honest <laughs> at, at the start <laughs> and then when we <laughs> confession yeah, i know confessions <laughs> but of then, co-writing uh, yeah but then it all completely worked out i remember just coming up with a different different chord pattern and maybe a different melody and we got together one more time and filled in the blanks and that was it yeah well, it sounds easy, but it isn't. Well, the other thing that Dave isn't saying is that I, I feel like as a junior, as the less senior writer in this co-write, there is an expectation. It's an, un, it's an unspoken expectation that the junior writer needs to come prepared with ideas. Like, <laughs> you're not going in to leech off of the more senior writer and, all, and you know, steal all of their ideas and their, their ex, you know, experience and genuity and all of that good stuff. And so... Um, you know, knowing that, I, I made sure that I was coming in prepared and trying to, you know, send send him some ideas that I thought we could dig into. So, oh, amazing! What is it going to be like when you can perform this live? Have you ever thought of that? Yeah. Well, you know what, folks, we are going to see a live performance, so <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll see. But, I, I, yeah, because the energy is so different. You've always been solo. You've had Chris on the other side. Always tethered to that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah that guy. <laughs> we love you, Chris. My ball and chain, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got to play it uh, at Manitowabe in uh, May for the first time, which was a, a boatload of fun, and I think it really brought a, you know, a fun um, element to, to my live show, selfishly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's for Thanks for showing up, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. so... Oh, well, that's great. Now let's talk about summer, too, and touring, Desiree. Is yeah, that yeah. That? I have, uh, well, I'm playing Dauphin's Country Fest on July 3rd. Um, might have a special guest on that set also. Oops. I'm playing Maybe. Dauphin Fest on, country, on the 3rd as well, aren't I? Oh, <laughs> imagine that. Wow. Yeah. Coincidence? Yes, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, and do you have any preconceived ideas or expectations when you step on that stage in July? 
for Country Fest, this iconic drunk fest and <laughs> mud and people just, you know, being free. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'm I'm biased because I grew up a mile from the site. <laughs> so Dauphin's Country Fest to me, like I've been going to the festival since I was eight years old. I've watched every artist every year. And, you know, my mom would let us go and... Um, when the festival wasn't on, I would sneak, I would ride my bike. Um, and I would, I would, I mean, back then you could ride your bike wherever there was no, you know, no helmets and no, you know, be back in half an hour and where are you going and all of this. And so I would hop on my bike and I would ride down the hill and I would sneak into the festival site and I would park my bike in the ditch and I would, you know, hop the fence and, and go to the grandstands and pretend to perform to an amphitheater full of people. And then I would make my way into the dressing room and I would picture, you know, people hanging their coats and where would they put their boots and, you know, where, where would their guitars go? And I would visualize all of that stuff. And so, you know, I, I got to play the main stage for the first time in 2014 and I've played multiple times in the in the hilltop stages. And so I, I'm super biased. It's a, it's a special place for me because that was where, you know, I had the ability to... Um, you know, dream, I guess, and, 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 you know, visualize what I wanted to do as a, as an artist. That is so incredible. And to see it come full circle and to be on that stage. Uh, do you ever kind of look out in the crowd and see, oh, there's, there's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, in, in 2014, so I was um, three months postpartum when I played the main stage in, in 2014. And uh, so I was still emotional. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and I was standing on stage and I, and I told the story about, you know, sneaking in and riding my bike and I, oh. and I went through the whole thing. And, you know, and there was people there, like people showed up and to watch. And I thought, wow, like this is this is mind blowing. So, yeah, I mean, I, I did have to fight back tears that time, but on on a separate note, I was wearing bright red lipstick and it was 30 degrees. <laughs> and my red lipstick streamed all over, smeared all over my oh, mouth no. and my guitar player, Brennan Wall, <laughs> didn't say a word about it. <laughs> Just kept like, kept playing. I'm like, come on, man, I'm on the Jumbotron. <laughs> I'm getting all emotional here and I've got red lipstick looking like, you know. The Joker. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Thanks, guy. Yeah, he's no longer in your band, right? That's why you've got Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Dave would just say, excuse me, folks, uh, Desiree, can you go fix your makeup and then come back? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got some spinach. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's even worse, having something stuck in your tooth. Well, I'm the guy that, I'm an honest person. I tell people when something, oh, you're, you got toilet paper on your shoe. Yeah. I don't, I don't. You don't? I don't. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. Shame on you. <laughs> and, well, and then for you, senior, senior, what what has the experience been like working with Desiree? Oh, it's been fantastic. She well, she's so organized, and I'm not at all. So yeah. it's kind of perfect. <laughs> you know, it's kind of perfect. Yeah. yeah, she tells me where to go, and yeah. Yeah, you no, know, really, it is. <laughs> Type A. Yeah. Um, Type B or C? I don't know. What <laughs> <laughs> so the story behind the song. What's mm -hmm. it about? Well, it's about this new relate relationship starting out but it's also very it's very young but they don't both of the people don't want to screw it up is what it is <laughs> so it's because it feels pretty good this time you know you yeah. know it hasn't felt this good in a long time is what the lyric mm. is and uh yeah, yeah. Mm. so it, it's just yeah it's about just yeah two they, they i remember this with, with, with my wife as well 
uh, I remember wanting to say I love you, mm-hmm. but I was just so scared to do it because I didn't want her to, oh, I, to freak out. I wrote out. another song called If I Fall about that very thing, saying <laughs> I love you and not hearing it back. Uh, but I remember waiting and waiting and thinking, oh, it's too early, it's too early. And, and she was thinking the same thing. So it's wow. pretty much kind of what the song yeah. is a little bit about. <laughs> well, and also, too, it's a celebration, right? too, right? Of being back together, everybody, and to see people like yourselves yeah. perform live. Yeah. Like, this must be a huge weight off of your shoulders. Yes, no? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I released an album in 2020 literally one month before the shutdown, and that broke my heart. Wow. <laughs> I know. It broke my heart. Yeah. Yeah, so this is, it's like, hallelujah, let's get back to work. Yeah. And so touring, though, has changed, right? Mm. We were talking a little bit beforehand, you know, this little thing called COVID now. Um, not only is it, you know, going to potentially affect audiences but it'll affect your tour your your crew yeah. your musicians yeah, whatever your bus driver anything yeah, like anybody that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how has that played into lining up tours it's a little bit of a nerve-wracking thing just to see you know just when stuff did open up and you know seeing bands come through winnipeg like the james taylor thing mm-hmm. and uh, uh who was another one big wreck you know they had to cancel shows and stuff like that it's just you know, after all this time, uh, we've had a few tours kind of booked and rebooked and rebooked. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these agents are like, oh, you, you know, making less than minimum wage at this point, kind of just by having to do so much legwork. So everyone's just a little bit nervous, of course, because they've been bitten a few times. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, I, I think the stuff from what we've been out already, it has mm-hmm. been quite well received and it's pretty I know. great. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of, you know, reteaching, re, reteaching everybody how to come out, I think, is another big thing, yes. too, because people got used to staying home. Mm-hmm. I did. I totally did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know, Dave. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's all about, yeah, teaching the public how to come back out again. Well, even to sh- a great example is the, the first game of the playoffs with the yes. Toronto Maple Leafs weren't mm. even sold out. So it's you have to teach the public again how to... Come on out, it's mm-hmm. safe. So. Yeah, and I don't know if they're going to get fans back again. I don't know, six years Tr- in a row. <laughs> Are you guys doing meet oh. and greets? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Oh, that's no. another thing. Yeah. No, okay. no meet and greets. Will you do meet and greets? No, I don't. I, I, we've been thinking about that. I have a two-week tour planned at the end of August, and I don't have a bus. I am the bus driver. So <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. So if... Uh, yeah, so I mean, if, if one of us gets sick, then it's like we're in tight quarters, we're in an SUV, and, and it's, you know, it, it throws everything off the tracks, and I'm type A, so, you know, if we have, we have a schedule, we have places to be, we have, you know, commitments that we've made, and mm-hmm. people who are counting on us to be where we said we would be, and so, you know, I feel like the least we can do is make an effort to keep ourselves healthy while we're out on the road, and so... Just stick your heads out the window. Fingers crossed. Fingers Fingers crossed. crossed. I know. It's kind of a whole new ball game or a whole Mm -hmm. new world out there. Let's talk to you now a little bit about the business. And maybe not so much, you know, well, yeah, we can make it here in Winnipeg. I mean, we all all want to brag that we do have a wealth of riches when it comes to music. We do. I Mm -hmm. mean, case in point with you two. But how hard is it now, you know, to get your name out there? I think 
to quote Ed Sheeran, there's like 65 million songs released every day on Spotify around the world. How do you make your song, Desiree, the one? Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm completely independent. I don't have, you know, a, a staff working for me. I don't have mm -hmm. an agent. I don't have a manager. Everything I do, I do it from the ground up. But, you know, and I, I think that that comes with, disadvantages for sure but I think it also comes with many advantages mm -hmm. um, because I'm in the driver's seat and so I control everything from from the top down yeah. bottom <laughs> up any which way you look at it and so I just really try and be as prepared as I can be you know I, I literally will write out a marketing plan I don't know if I sent that to you. He might have thought I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I literally will write out a project plan that uh, with dates and it'll be in a table form because cool. I'm super type A. <laughs> So it'll say, okay, on June 2nd, this is what we're going to do today. On June 4th, this is what we're going to do today. This is the social media content going out. And, like, I literally will plan it out that to that nth degree. And does that happen? Do you stick to that? Like, does that plan, is that plan executed exactly like? Most of the time, yeah. Wow. The, unless there was, um, there, I was supposed to release my acoustic video later, mm -hmm. but we got a premiere my publicist phoned and said, we have a premiere for the acoustic. Are you okay with it going out early? And then I said, yes, we can. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yes. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I suppose no. if, okay. if I really? must veer off the this plan. This screws up my plan. Okay, <laughs> let me see. I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I have like, I have a checklist literally when I'm releasing, uh, you know, a single or an album mm -hmm. of everything that I need to do and, you know, who I want to bring in on this particular track. You know, whether it's a publicist, whether it's a, you know, radio tracker, mm -hmm. whomever it might be to help, you know, get it, I guess, as, as, as heard as possible in the, the ocean of, know. you know, music out there right now. Well, it's crazy because for a person like me, it's like, oh, you just recorded a song. Oh, you just called Dave and oh, let's have fun. <laughs> uh, no, folks, it really is a business. And, you know, and we haven't even gotten into recording and producing that, so that song too, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could probably talk to that too a little bit on the whole production end of a, a song. It's crazy. It, it is. And that, that's the thing is that I, when I produce things, that I just, I take too long. So I don't make any money when I do it. So <laughs> <laughs> I try not to do it. You need to have a plan. Yeah. Talk to Desiree. I definitely do. Yes. I'll make you a table. A table. That's what we need. Dave's table. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But that process is, it, it's definitely, you know, and you're spending so much money on it, you know, recording yes. costs so much money nowadays. And it's either, you know, the process of getting funding first and foremost, mm -hmm. or, and the process of recording it is just, it's, it is really a lot of work, to be honest. And I've, I've worked in a, you know, at a studio now for a bunch of years, just have our little writing room and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And I see it every day. It's just, people come in, they think they're just gonna, you know, who's that ukulele guy that did the, uh, Over the Rainbow? Tiny Tim? Yeah, he did it like once or whatever it was. <laughs> really? He did like one take of it, and we're the opposite. So, you know, we do like a thousand takes and then a thousand overdubs, and then, you know, oh my gosh, it's just, oh. it's, it's ridiculous. To be well, honest. and money. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the name of the game, right? Yeah, there's a lot of grant applications that I pump mm -hmm. out. Yeah, and I mean, I've, ha I've had the luxury over the years of getting, because I do them, regularly mm -hmm. and and I, I've never really worked with grant writers so um, 
you know, you get kind of half decent at it after a while. And, you know, you have a formula that you, you know, you need to have things that need to be included in boxes that need to be checked. <laughs> I know. See, yeah, yeah, I think you need Desiree. Like, Absolutely. Know, the next you album. should be like a manager and a grant writer. Yeah. Right? Well, I think so. I think so. Yeah. So grant writing is like, yes, a whole other art form. And I guess that it is what an artist is today, right? Unless you're a superstar, like you said, Desiree, and you've got a team to do this and mm -hmm. a team to do that. Uh, like, and you take a look and you just listed all the things that you do. Did you ever think when you were that eight-year-old girl riding her bike and sneaking in and pretending that she was on the big stage, you would be where you are today? No, I mean, honestly, I thought in my naive eight-year-old mind, but even 18 years old, 19 mm -hmm. years old, I thought, oh, I'm going to be a star. I'm going to be a superstar. And then, you know, as you get older, you realize your, your goals shift and, and things that you visualized and imagined didn't necessarily come to fruition. Um, and, and your goals change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I've never had a top 30. I've never had a top 40. Um, will that happen? I don't know. That might, that'll remain to be seen. But what I do want at this point is just to work as long as I can and, mm -hmm. and do what I love for as long as I can. You know, if I can, if I can still write songs when I'm 70, 80 years old, then that's like a dream come true. If I, and if I can still make a living at it, you know, mm -hmm. at that, at that time, if I can still, uh, I watched a Kitty Wells concert one time at the Centennial Concert Hall. And, uh, she was one of the first, you know, female country artists, um, who made it in, in Nashville. And she, uh, brought her husband out on stage and she could barely, you know, she had a, a walker and her <laughs> husband came out on stage and he had a walker and he turned his walker around and he sat down in his walker and he picked up a guitar and he started singing and playing and she was singing and singing and playing with him. And I thought, wow, like you can literally do this until you can't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and I think that there are a lot of artists who, you know, are like me under the radar and, and make a decent living at it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, are, are doing what they're passionate about and doing what they love. And you don't have to be, you know, having the top 20 hits to, mm -hmm. to have a successful career. Yeah, and I think there are so many un unsung heroes, I guess, in, mm -hmm. in the industry. And uh, just keep on playing mm -hmm. because we, the public, love it. You know, the more music, the merrier. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, says Dave. Mm -hmm, the nod. Okay, so you are going to play us a song. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, so I'll, we will let you intro it when the time comes. So don't go away. Desiree and Dave will be back with their brand new single. But right now we are going to talk to a very beautiful, handsome individual, Braden Lamb. Sorry embarrassing you Braden but uh, I I know we have to do it anyways you're a very talented singer-songwriter Braden Lamb here's his interview on Hugh Spotlight When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
uh, coming from beautiful Halifax, it's Braden Lamb. Uh, welcome to Spotlight, Braden. So good to have you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Tracy. This is great. Okay, so we're going to get right into it, the music. Um, and there is a lot of great music coming from the East Coast. So is it the water you guys are drinking out there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's something about East Coast music um, that is... Uh, so like community focused, I think, and that's really what it is, is uh, we are super proud of anybody that's from here and we're super proud of, you know, supporting each other and the music we make. And I think, yeah, there's something about uh, East Coast music that's special in that way. You know, um, being a part of the music scene here is just, it feels like you're part of a big family. And I think that's what people see or maybe, in, you know, hear <laughs> in East Coast music. Uh, and what I really love about your music is that you are a storyteller and every song seems to take the listener on a different journey and you are really young Braden so is this kind of like an old soul or where do you get your I guess inspiration for these songs yeah for sure um, I first of all like it's super great to hear that you know you, you've connected with the stories uh, for me like I didn't really grow up in a musical household necessarily, but I grew up in a household where we went outside a lot. We went camping a lot and like got to experience a lot of Canada. Like before I went anywhere in the world, you know, my mom was like, you need to see all of Canada. So we did like road trips coast to coast. And uh, yeah, I was really lucky in that sense that I got to, you know, get a really deep sense of uh, community and connection and like the environment and an appreciation for the world and people of all, you know, backgrounds uh, before I even like was in high school. And then, um, yeah, music had always been a passion of mine and I finally got tired of singing other people's songs. So by <laughs> yeah. like grade 11, 12, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start writing my own songs and had to kind of, you know, figure out what, what I wanted to stand for. What was my message? And I think I'm still on that journey. I'm, I'm constantly trying to mm -hmm. find stories and inspiration uh, to pull from uh, in my lived experience. Yeah. Well, and that's really, and sometimes difficult, but a major part for a singer-songwriter to take that next step and becoming the next big thing is identifying yourself. Who is Braden Lamb? You know, what are the songs that resonate? Um, you know, your style, and there's so much that all goes into it. Is it a little kind of overwhelming at times? Uh, definitely. I, I think um, a few years ago, my career and, like, my focus was very different than it is now. I've, I've had a lot of, like, you know, great mentors over the past few years, and people have helped me really, like, hone in on what I want to be about. And for me, like, I think before I was trying to split myself and keep all my passions separate, like, the environment was like a category of my passions and the music was here and then like you know what I was studying in school was over here or whatever but I think the beautiful thing about being an artist and you know sharing songs is that you have to find the intersections with all those things and put them into who you are as an artist and I think if you're not then it's like it's not truly art like I think you have to be you know fully involving every bit of who you are your character every single passion into your art and that's when, like, it really comes across as, you know, genuine and something that many people find accessible and can connect to. Yeah, it's so, so special that way. Uh, I totally agree. Lived experience, that says it all. And I think mm -hmm. it, it is, I, 
I guess, a buzzword or two words that are really used a lot nowadays, but it does ring true. And I want to say, too, congratulations. You're recently married. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. We had a, a pandemic wedding in the middle of 2020. And uh, yeah, yeah. I wrote wrote a couple songs about it, of course. But yes. um, now we're going on two years now almost, which is wild. Like the, oh. the past you know, couple of years have been a, a blur. Um, yeah, but that, that was an exciting thing to happen uh, throughout the past couple of years. Yeah. Well, and you can kind of think of it, would all of that have happened if there was no pandemic, if there was no COVID? And you were like still going on probably your whirlwind journey of figuring out what Braden Lamb sound is and, you know, who I am, what I am. Yeah, who knows? Like there's been a lot of formative, you know, changes in my life uh, as a result of the pandemic. And I think in the world as well, like everybody mm -hmm. for sure can relate to that. So, yeah, who knows? <laughs> well, uh, love your new song, Silence. And again a collaboration which is very cool which i see a lot of artists doing you know working with other artists what was it like working with wolf castle yeah it was great we were already like pals we've been <laughs> we've known each other for a long time um, but never really had the chance to like ever play a show together or collaborate in this sense and it was kind of one of those tracks where i started writing it it was missing a verse and i was like May maybe just maybe um, a, a rap could fit on this and so we got like my producer we all three of us went in on like a zoom session and we figured out like a drum beat that would work for a rap verse and then Tristan wrote you know from his perspective this like really beautiful you know meaningful verse uh, to put in there and somehow it came together like <laughs> I, I think not a lot of people expect a, a rap on like an indie folk indie pop song um, but yeah I think we really pulled it off and I'm super proud of it well, and it's kind of in interesting how the two genres can mix, but I do see a lot of similarities, right? Because indie pop, it, it is storytelling. It is a little bit not the commercial kind of everyday mundane verses. So I think yeah. the rap is probably a good fit. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people seem to like it. You know, like I'm getting, getting messages, people saying like that's, you know, their favorite song I've ever released, and that, that really means a lot. Like I'm constantly just trying to you know, challenge myself to make every release the best one and still still in that growth phase and yeah, learning lots as I go. It's it's a journey. Love it. And let's talk about now, there is so much music out there, Braden, uh, and you mentioned people working with you and now that you're in a different headspace, who mm -hmm. are you, who do you look up to, um, who are some of your mentors and uh, what will be your sound? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think I have like, I have a lot of like local mentors, like people I'm actually, you know, have like ongoing personal relationships with. And those are super meaningful. And a lot of them, to be honest, are my peers. Like, I am constantly inspired by, you know, the people who I get to play shows with, the people that are writing songs at the same level I am. Like, yeah, that's the best part is, you know, being inspired by the cool things your friends are doing. But um, in terms of like, you know, bigger artists that inspire me, like on the Canadian level, um, I'm really big fan of like Dan Mangan and like Said the Whale, uh, Rose Cousins, Donovan Woods. Like, um, I just love how they tell stories, and also like a lot of them, you know, uh, incorporate environmentalism into their music and uh, careers. And yeah, on like a, a big scale, you know, I think if people are into like 
the Lumineers, Vance mm-hmm. Joy, Phoebe Bridgers. I think they'll dig my stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I definitely see a little bit of that. And I want to say you sound like a little like Harry Styles. I don't know. Oh, ah, yeah. On. Okay. I like yeah. that. I like yeah, that yeah. comparison. <laughs> yeah. You can write that down. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the environment now, why is the environment so important to you? And, well, I mean, obviously, we all know what the world is in a state, mm-hmm. as a state is right now. But why is it so uh, one of your bigger passions? Yeah, yeah, I think um, I, not a lot of people know this about me, but I do have a, a degree in biology and environmental science uh, from Dalhousie here in Halifax. So that, that was um, one of the primary reasons I moved here in the first place. And then, uh, yeah, so like that combined with just, like I was saying, that childhood of growing up in the outdoors, um, I've always had this inclination towards the environment and music is really just a way to express that and get it out. Um, I was able to like uh, do like a pre-order campaign for my last album to plant trees in Atlantic Canada. Mm-hmm. And then I had like a specific song called Forest Fires that came out in 2020 that was this like climate action anthem. And so, yeah, I think uh, artists and especially musicians are, you know, culture changers. We, we drive culture. And if we s- speak about this more and we, you know, write songs about climate change and uh, climate action and, you know, calling out governments and all the big corporations that aren't doing anything uh, about it to take action, then like it's it can, you know, actually drive change. And that's a really powerful thing. So. Yeah, I've been a part of a cool organization called um, Music Declares, which is a group of uh, artists, musicians, etc., that have come together to sign um, onto this declaration that, you know, uh, climate change is real. We need to take serious action and calling on governments all around the world. And uh, big artists have signed onto this, like Billie Eilish, you know, um, 1975, like massive worldwide movement that's going on with Music Declares. So if anybody's interested, they can always check that out. Well, awesome. Uh, can you write, please, about our plight here on the prairies? Still stuck in winter. I think that yeah. is a good song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. Yeah. <laughs> or Merry Christmas in July. I don't know, but definitely. <laughs> well, you know what? I think that uh, you're the next generation of, of musicians to take music to the next level. I mean, maybe it had to be a pandemic and COVID where we were all in this together, so to speak, but to realize the impact that we do have on the world and the environment. It's really, really uh, something that needs to be out in the forefront. So you are, I guess, going to do a pre-recorded song because you confessed you can't rap or can you? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I could try, but nobody wants to hear me rap. So yeah, I was I was able to get um, Tristan, who is who's uh, Wolf Castle. He was able to send in a recording to me and of him doing the verse, and then I, I put them together so that uh, folks can still enjoy a live version. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So I will let you, Braden, introduce uh, Silence, what it's all about, and thank you so much for being a part of Hugh Spotlight. Yeah, my absolute pleasure. Uh, yeah, so Silence is a song about speaking up and using your voice and how it's uh, so much stronger when we use our voices together. It, it began as a song about, you know, personal relationships and navigating those in like the isolation era. And then with Tristan's kind of perspective, it grew to a much bigger meaning um, about, you know, speaking up about social injustices, not being apolitical. And uh, yeah, just, you know, 
you're, you're not alone uh, in your beliefs and your thoughts and you just got to use your voice and uh, yeah, it'll, it'll, you know, make the world a better place. So there's, it can mean many things, but I kind of had a journey on where, where it began and where it ended up. So I hope people enjoy it. This is Silence featuring Wolf Castle. I'm trying my best to listen. What do you expect when I'm stretching my time and waiting for you to speak next? I'm so tired of waking up without any more words to say. I'm so tired of taking up conversations from yesterday. We're sinking into the silence. It's so much better to try and speak your mind I'm feeling sick with the silence You can't fix what you can't find Unspoken in the silence It's not easy, it's not brave I'll be the first to admit that I'm afraid What can I offer What can I say That won't make a mess Of the space you gave How many times Did you read the headlines Until you felt The waves And how many times Did you say it's alright As you swallowed up By the waves We're sinking into the silence it's so much better to try and speak your mind I'm feeling sick with the silence Oh, you can't fix what you can't find Unspoken in the silence They tell me to shut it They tell me I should just entertain Out in the open I tell you the truth is in my pain You can't just take it, run the race While you spectating, I'm gone Skipping the course, I'm off I spark that in the flame My destiny's chosen Wanna be the cure for the poison Posted at the door, I'm about to open Swore I'd never lose focus I know some nights I'm gone Tired broke, but still charging on Know that I'm a man, but a man's got a way Never going back, gotta make a new play I'm so tired of waking up Wishing for yesterday so I'ma get up and go nurture that inner soul and change today. We're sinking into the silence. Oh, it's so much better to try and speak your mind. I'm feeling sick with the silence. You can't fix what you can't find unspoken in the silence. Yeah. Spoken in the silence Unspoken in the silence Hey folks, thanks for tuning in. My name is Desiree Dorian. This is my friend Dave Wazlu, and this is our song, Wouldn't That Be Fun? Two, three, four...
If I called you up tomorrow, would you pick up the phone? If I try to take it faster, would you want to take it slow? Do you think of me at night? Or all of the time, girl, I'm kind of going crazy just trying to get this right. If I told you all my secrets, would you leave them by the door? If I smothered you with kisses, would you come back for more? Are you a down-home boy? Do you run around at night? Would you laugh and joke about me? Just hope you feel the way that I do I was hoping that you felt it too Cause it feels so good It feels just right It hasn't felt like this in a long time Oh, I'm gonna hold you close And hold you tight I'm gonna hold on to you for dear life And wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be fun? Get all tipsy after drinking one beer And when you cover your eyes Watching scary movies And I find it cute when you order chicken in your sushi I just can't shut up about you All the fancy roll of eyes Couldn't care less for football Now I watch it all the time I want your sweater in my drawer Your boots by the door Even mama says you're a boy I shouldn't ignore Is it all too much too fast too soon Couldn't stop it if we wanted to Cause it feels so good It feels just right It hasn't felt like this in a long time Oh, I'm gonna hold you close And hold you tight I'm gonna hold on to you For dear life Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be fun? fun oh, can you do it again oh, yeah two times oh around. i know i know well thank you so much desiree dave thank it's you for always us. a pleasure and uh everybody you can catch both of them at the dolphin country fest uh go out there kick some oh i can't say that word race <laughs> a ruckus enjoy the live music and show some love for all of these hardworking musicians this has been a wrap for hugh spotlight and we'll see you in two weeks time Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. 
And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.